Experience the power of 5G with T-Mobile. With faster 5G speeds nationwide, you can upload your favorite videos super fast or game on the go. Plus, T-Mobile has more 5G bars in more places, so you can stay connected to what matters most from almost anywhere. Switch to T-Mobile today, the leader in 5G. T-Mobile has America's largest 5G network, fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data 5G speeds for Q4 2021. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. You know the old saying, selling like hotcakes? What does that even mean? What is a hotcake anyway? They should change it to selling like Hondas, because right now Hondas are selling faster than ever. Probably because they're so rugged, long-lasting, and fuel-efficient. And if you want one, you should get to your local Honda dealer right away. Check out the eight-passenger pilot, or maybe the adventurous Passport. But you gotta do it fast, because Hondas are selling like, well, Hondas. New models are arriving right now. Don't wait. See your local Honda dealer today. You're listening to the Bow Hunter Planet Podcast, your gateway to the wonderful world of archery and bow hunting. The Bow Hunter Planet Podcast would like to thank our outdoor partners for their support. It's because of these companies we can keep this show educating, entertaining, and growing the archery heritage. Please check out these partners' links in the description of this podcast. Now, your hosts, Tim and Dave. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, and welcome to the bowhunterplanet.com podcast. We hope everybody's having a safe and good time hunting this year. You know, right now it's pretty much the middle or maybe towards the end of the season uh, as we go through. But uh, today we have a special guest, Casey on from G5 Outdoors, who makes Prime and Quest and Montax. I mean, they make all these great things. So Casey, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, just started snowing here in Michigan, so deer starting to move and we're all getting excited we got done with the bow launch so we all have a little bit of time to head out to the woods now so we're all very excited yeah I bet, busy time of year for everybody especially uh you know you guys launching the bows and all that kind of stuff i think dave will probably talk about his experience with the one that he just shot uh coming up uh, uh word is he loved it which is awesome yeah. so it's an exciting was... exciting time though First yeah. off, I just want to say how exciting it is to talk to a Michigander. Uh, it's very rare. There's not many companies in the industry that we talk to are from Michigan. So, you know, awesome. That's number one. <laughs> number <Yeah>. two, uh, <laughs> when it comes to bows, the inline was uh, absolutely amazing. Like, I was blown away. In fact, I, I was, so I drew the bow and I'm like, really? Cause like when it locked in, it was like so solid. And I was like, wow, this is, this is a nice shooting bow. At first I'm like, I'm not sure, you know, do I, do I like this bow? And, and I just said, now remind you this at 70 pounds. So I'm, I'm doing, this is a little more than I normally pull, but because we're doing the speed test in the video. Yeah. And then I dropped it to 60 to do the shot segment. And then I was like blown away. I was like, this mm-hmm. is like unbelievable. And, and the power that comes out of this bow and the speed, I was like, dude, these guys aren't messing around this year. This thing is legit and it is, they're going for top, top shelf here on this bow. And I could tell, like when I shot that bow, I was like, this is serious business right now. <laughs> These guys yeah. engineered something that's nothing like I've shot before. And it, it honestly, as of right now, I, I want to say it could be the best shooting bow I've shot this year. I mean, absolutely an amazing, amazing bow. So I guess tell us a little bit about the inline. Like how did this come to be this bow from prime? Yeah. So yeah, this this bow was a very, very big move for us. Um, obviously, as Prime, we've been known for our parallel cam system um, and the whole purpose and design behind that, um, behind that system is to eliminate cam lean. So it pretty much evenly distributes that load throughout the, throughout the draw cycle on that main axle. So um, what our engineers were able to do is condense that system. And we've been working for, I think, three, four years now on how do we accomplish the same thing that the parallel cam system does, but make it just a simpler system. Um, and we love the parallel cam system. There's, there are a few cons to it, which we were able to accomplish fixing in this cam, but, um, but it, it's, it's a perfect system. It really is. Um, but the only thing that we didn't like about it is it's a little bit intimidating for the, the end user is you have this, all these strings, cables. We had a seven track system last year. So as much as it works, 
it it's very intimidating and it and it's it's just a pain in the butt to kind of to get tuning and, and stuff like that so um, bring it to a single track system and um, accomplish the same thing that we did with that parallel cam was a big feat for us so the way we did that is as you're drawing back the bow we have a mod that takes those cables and actually moves them in line it brings that cable underneath your main stream track so it perfectly balances that cam so it gets rid of your cam lean and it's just more consistent so the more consistent your cam works the more consistent arrow flight you're going to have you're not going to be as wonky with with different arrows different spines stuff like that um, you're going to have just a more consistent arrow flight so um, that was kind of the whole premise behind the inline cam system and it, it ended up we ended up finding out that having the parallel cam added a little bit more vibration you have a lot more metal spinning so it wasn't as fast as this bow um, in a lot of cases so we just had a quite a bit of things um, a lot of positives that ended up coming out of this system so um, but I mean as soon as we put it on a bow and we took our first few shots it and it, it shook I mean it shocked us all we were all very pleasantly surprised with the way this thing turned out so um, I think it's important to note that <laughs> I think it's important to note that creating a new cam is like one of the hardest things to do in this industry oh and, and, and very rarely do you see a company actually create a whole new cam we see it some other brands but it take them many years to do it um and you guys oh, yeah. did it super fast and not only is it super fast it's super efficient and i can tell just by shooting it i was like blown away by the shot performance um but i do recommend everybody who's listening watch the video uh from scott that online that g5 prime has that uh, goes through how it works and like it, it actually shows how it balances to the center every time you draw the bow. And that is literally an incredible video. We tried to cut a, a piece of it into our video we did because I was just blown away how it made sense the way you did it with the drawings so people could understand, but super efficient. The other thing yeah. about the bow that was interesting to me was the curb appeal the sexiness of the bow like literally it goes down and it goes swoosh, and i'm like whoa like where'd this thing come from and so i actually made a post earlier on saying man look at these curves you know and it just like engineered yeah. and, and, and machine so cool the way it curves in at the bottom i was blown away by the curve at the bottom tell us yeah, about that well, like how do you guys come to that idea like hey let's just twist that thing at the end and make it look badass so actually, so that actually has a purpose. It's called the swerve. Um, and what our engineers did is for the longest time, we just had a straight riser that went straight down and there was no curve. So what we, so everything that we do is based on balance. So our cam system is based on balance. We have our center grip, which is based on your hand being in the center of the riser and it's perfectly balanced. So what that swerve at the bottom did is we wanted the riser because whenever you draw a bow, your riser, even as, even if it's aluminum, it's the strongest aluminum in the world, it's still going to bend a little bit. So we wanted that riser. So we put a laser on the top of the riser, a laser on the bottom. And then as we drew the bow back, the laser would kind of move. And you'd see how that, that aluminum was bending throughout the draw cycle. So what idea. we did is they both bend differently in every single bow on the industry. So what we did is we took those lasers and we made that swerve which ended up, you have the exact same pattern on both the top and the bottom as far as how the riser is moving. Oh, wow. So wow. it's perfectly balanced. It's perfectly as in tune as you can get a riser. So as much as it looks cool, there's a big purpose behind it. So that's interesting. I wouldn't have thought that. I would just thought, you know, it's like, yeah, let's throw a curve in it, but that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's, that's the thing is, I mean, our engineers are, they're so nerdy and they're so awesome they 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 know their stuff so i mean our cam system alone that video that you saw that five minute video that was initially a 35 minute video i mean i just sitting there recording it it's just like all right we gotta we got to wrap this up at some point. I don't know if you saying, saw our cut of it. I actually cut it up for you. Because <laughs> I was like, it's still too long. I got to snip this thing. It's oh, got to yeah, be just show me the, the main thing that's going to happen here. Um, yeah, so so this bow launched in the one, the three, and the five. Yes, uh, 31 axle axle, 33 axle axle, 35 axle axle. Um, 
30 to 80 pounds, which I think is awesome uh, to give that ability to people who want the 80 pounder. And I know probably most people don't use that around here, I would think, but out West, maybe they'd want it for, you know, if they have to shoot distances. I remember having a conversation with somebody out, I hunted out West and he told me his normal shot 60 yards. So I was like, mm-hmm. dang, like my yeah. number yards, my normal shots, like 18 yards here in Michigan. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. No, it definitely comes in handy out West. Let's see. And then the bow. So now let's talk about the draw links because it does look like you guys missed the 31 inch mark uh is there a reason for that is that cam just not able to get the 31 or how does that what i guess what's going on there so there is a reason behind it something that we've struggled with the the past few years um and it's something that we're addressing for next year's bow but um the reason behind it is because of our center grip um it bumps the hand up in the riser so it shortens that length on the top cam so where we can only get a 30 and a half, it's, it's, that cam is equivalent to any other bow on the market getting to like 32 inches. So that's a lot for us. Yeah, um, yeah. So, is there a way, is there a way a 31 inch person could use a 30.5? Like, I don't know, I'm asking, I don't, I don't know. Is um, it, can you yeah, tweak anything yeah, in the string or the or There's the definitely ways around it. Yeah, you can, um, we don't recommend it, but you can take a few twists out of a string. You can, um, so see your yeah. pro shop. <laughs> yeah. See your, see Might your be some possible. Don't, don't tinker around with it. But, <laughs> yeah, you um, don't tinker. <laughs> there are ways to, to get a little bit more out of it. I wouldn't say you're going to get to 31, but you're, you, can, yeah. you can back it out a quarter inch and kind of tweak a little bit more out of it. Let's talk about the nano grip. This is something I've never seen before. It's the first time I actually held it in my hand. I really liked it a lot. I love the idea of this grip uh, completely encasing in almost in two pieces the 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 riser so that you actually have to touch metal this is one thing i haven't seen yet when i saw yours i was blown away because this actually fixed the issue i've seen with other manufacturers that they have you know the front is always metal and you're always going to touch some sort of metal and you guys kind of got rid of that by adding the front piece so i guess tell us a little bit about that like how that thing came about yeah so it's actually um it's just a plastic overmold is what that the black part of it is but the real technology in it is the thing that's between it. So um, between the riser and that, that overmold grip. So there's a piece of white foam, um, it's called Aerogel. It was actually developed by NASA um, and they use them in their spacesuits and a lot of just the whole spaceship in general. But what it does is it, it's 98% air, I believe. So it's, it's a real, it doesn't take any, any heat, any coldness. So um, having that layer in between our grip and our riser just eliminates all your cold riser going to that grip. So, because naturally a plastic overmolded grip is still going to take up some some of the um, the cold from the riser. Um, so to have some a barrier in between that cold riser and your grip is really where the technology shows. So um, it's I mean it's going to feel just like carbon. It really is. Um, so you're not going to feel any any coldness at all in the winter time, which obviously, like I said, it just started snowing the other day. So that thing's going to really come in handy. Yeah, you guys got a lot sweet. going on with this one. I love it, man. I'm, I'm yeah. scrolling through the colors as well. And uh, I got to tell you, there's some good looking patterns on here. Yeah. Yeah, there's some a few new things. So we've um, my favorite is that Morel Scar. Um, it. I wish I could show more pictures to you, but it's in person, that bow is the best looking bow I think we've made. Um, so that pattern started out in our quest line um, on our kid's bow. And we had like a blue bow with these scars down it, these black marks that streaked down it. Um, and we, we had a blue version and I believe we had, um, I think it was just a blue version. And then this year we came out with um, a new color and we ended up just putting it on like the morale just to see what it looked like. And it ended up looking so good. We brought it to a meeting with our sales reps and they were like, you got to have this on Prime. And we made our first one with Prime and that color just stuck. We were all just, it looks awesome. And it goes with every camo and it just blends in so well. So it does. It almost looks like uh, one of those retro camos you see, but it, it's pretty stellar, man. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It's uh, really cool looking. Yeah, no, it's it's a pretty sweet color. Yeah, and it will, it'll go with, like your your mossy oak bottom land and your real tree original and and all that kind of stuff it'll fit perfect with those 
Awesome. What what else is new in that uh, in that color world? Because there's a couple of them, right? Yeah, we have a new tan. Um, we've kind of struggled in the past picking the perfect tan. We've had one um, that we thought was going to be money, and then we had our little sample come in. It was perfect, and it was a little bit too light. And then the following year, we went a little bit too dark. And I think this year is the first year we've kind of hit it right on the head. So we're going to have that tan here for, for quite a while. Um, and then let's see what other color. We added a prism, which is a target color. Um, and it's, it's very flashy. It's kind of like those old, um, old bass boat color. You know how it's kind of dark the second the light hits it, though? It's going to flash all those colors to you. So yep. um, we're thinking the target guys. We actually... We actually have one of our dealers in Georgia who ordered that bow and that prism with white limbs. And he's already killed like two hogs and a deer with it. I was <laughs> like, what are you doing out in the tree That's with awesome. this shirt? Yeah, with this bright ass bow, but. I love it. <laughs> it looks almost holographic, if you will. Yeah, it, it is. So it's, I wouldn't recommend it for deer hunting, but <laughs> I can't say it hasn't been done yet. So. No doubt. Well, you know, I've seen some of the outfits that people wear, and if the deer don't see them and what they're wearing, um, yeah. you know, maybe the bow uh, isn't going to blend. Cigarette hanging be out, bad, right? Yeah, I mean, if the deer if the deer makes it close enough to see that color, he's a dead deer already, right? Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, man. That's cool, though. Oh man, so hey, tell us a little bit about. I want to get into the G5 accessory stuff, but first tell us about G5 as a whole. Like, I guess, t tell us about the Grace family, like how it works and like how it's formed, if you could. Yeah. So um, the Grace family, has, they started out quite, I don't even know how many years back as an engineering company. Um, and they, they did that for, for quite a while. And that's kind of still one of our major, which is why all of our other products are so precise. And so, um, technicals just because we have the capabilities and the experience to do a lot of that really that high-end engineering so that's the way we started and then um, I think 25 years ago we had uh, Lou Grace um, which is Matt and Nate his two sons his father um, so Lou Grace started G5 25 years ago um, he's a big hunter so he kind of just got into the broadhead side of things and see and uh, he's a big innovator too so he just kind of had a few ideas in the hunting world and and made those and then ended up a few years later designing the Montech which is um, still G5's number one selling product and kind of what we've we've been known for since the beginning so um, started that like I said 25 years ago he had um, he has five kids um, which is where the G5 name comes from it's Grace and his five kids so G5 wow, cool. um, and three of his kids worked for us. And now there's there's two that still, one of them's our CEO and one of them's the chief of engineering. So we still have those two running the show. And 10 years ago, we started Prime. So um, we had a bit of experience in bow making, bow building, just because of our engineering background. Um, we used to make elites bows actually for quite a while. And then we kind of had a few ideas that we thought that we could do some things better. We went to Elite. Um, they didn't like our ideas. So we decided to kind of go and do our own thing. And that was kind of the start of Prime. So um, we're really just a, just an engineering company who has a big passion in, in bow hunting in the archery world. So. Well, you said something that was small, but is actually big is that Montech is your number one seller, but I, I, I'm going to actually go out there and venture to guess that the Montech is actually the industry's top fixed blade. It is. I mean, that, yeah. that you, when you talk about fixed blade, the, the G5 Montech, I don't know anybody that doesn't know that, that broadhead that hasn't shot that broadhead. So yeah, I, I absolutely your number one seller, but I would venture to say that it's probably the industry's number one seller as well. It is. Yeah. We're the leader in, in, yeah, fixed blade broadheads. Um, and people seem to know Montech before they know G5. So it's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we had, uh, who do we have on the other day? It was um, 10 Point that we Ten had point. on. And uh, yeah. lo and behold, Montech. you know, company 10 Point, known for quality, right? Just like G5. And who do they lean to to provide a broadhead yeah. for their for their crossbows yeah. is, is Montech. So. Yep. Yep. I love how they even said it, though. They're like, 
no, we weren't going to try to make a fixed head. We know what makes the best one. We're doing the yep. project. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, that was a fun project. That's great. <laughs> yeah, it's a cool broadhead too. So a little bit different from what we, we push out to the general public on our side. So it's a unique color. So I actually yeah, found cool. the video while we were talking. I found the plant tour we did at G5 years ago. I'll put it in the chat for you guys. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but losing there. Uh, that was the one thing Kevin did. Remember, I don't know if you remember that, Tim, but Kevin went there. I was yes, I do. Kevin I remember that video. Day. Yep. And they filmed that thing for hours. It was, <laughs> he was there all day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he went through the whole process with Lou and how to make a bow and everything. It was awesome. <laughs> well, and it was really impressive. I remember the video because it was really impressive. The um, quality control, like, like the stress tests and all that kind of stuff yeah. that you put mm -hmm. stuff through. It was absolutely amazing. That's in 2012. See, you know, manufacturing is one part, but then the testing that you do behind that to make sure that you're putting out quality products. I mean, it was, it was amazing to see back then. And I can't imagine what you guys are doing today. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was from the start. Why? That's why I think we, we do make such great products is just because we had all of that engineering equipment and all that experience. And um, I mean, in, in the archery industry, you can, I mean, if your riser isn't perfect, it's not going to make the biggest difference. But when we're talking about um, engineering and machining all these parts for the medical industry and for firearms, like you need to be very, very precise on how you do things and how you're, how the, par the parts move in and any imperfections. So um, to carry that over to the archery industry, I think that's why um, we're becoming one of the engineering leaders in the industry. So um, it's just that whole background and, and all those fields. So it's almost the perfect fit for sure. It so, is, yeah. so the, the Montec, um, I mean, <laughs> I don't know if, if, if anybody listening hasn't used the Montec, but if you haven't used the Montec, you're out of your mind. Like it's yeah. one of those heads that are just, you know, yeah. symbolic with archery now and anybody who buys them, loves them. They they're basically indestructible. I mean, they're a solid piece machine that one piece, I mean, it's unbelievable. Uh, companies have copied you guys. Companies are trying to make things that are solid piece now because of what Montec has done. But it doesn't change the fact that a Montec's a Montec and that, you know, everybody wants that. But let's talk a little bit about the expandable market and what you guys have done there. Because you guys have had the dead meat for a while. And now, I, I did, so did you guys add this mega meat a couple of years ago? When did this one come into the... Uh, yeah, we launched it at ATA... The last ATA we were all allowed to go to, which was, I believe two years ago. 19 <laughs> right. probably, yeah. Yeah, so we launched it there, um, which is, it's a two-inch three-blade expandable. So um, so a little bit bigger than anything else on the market. So our main competition, obviously, that broadhead was Rage. Um, they own that expandable market. So we kind of thought, how can we do it better? Um and we added a blade but our biggest thing that we did change was um was our blade angle so it's a little bit more it's not as vertical it's a lot more horizontal like that so it's going to get more of a slicing motion rather than a, than a chopping um so it's just going to even with a three blade you're going to get a little bit more penetration than a lot of the competition just because of that blade angle and the blades that we used in it so well you didn't um, you didn't slack putting it out there as a two inch either that's a huge cutting diameter yeah, yeah no so yeah. which one of these do you use yourself generally when you're hunting for when you're bow hunting i have switched over to the mega meats um as my full-time broadhead um i had super good luck with the dead meats um but the things that i've seen that mega meat do um i i, I won't use another broadhead for quite a while so um i run our g5 social media as well and the pictures that i get sent in are not appropriate for for social media it is, it is pretty and disgusting and um as much as there are people out there that really want to see it it's just it's not good stuff so you, know, you get a picture and like there's a hole in the deer that big oh yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah organs hanging out and oh my gosh yeah it's i, I mean it. but the thing is is that's like as ethical as you can do it like the quicker that animal it passes away the, yeah. the better the better that broadhead does but yeah. um it's the whole point right yeah you, you you don't want to see that on social media all the time so um you know it's so interesting I'm, I'm just reading through it here is that um on the mega meat you the blades are actually replaceable yes yep which yeah. i mean you don't get that you don't get that 
all the time with with mechanical blades. No, you don't. With a lot of the systems, the way so the way our broadhead works is it's actually like a rear deploying deploying broadhead. Um, so those blades actually slide down the ferrule. So um, our ferrule is a two-piece ferrule, so you can actually unscrew it and you can slide those blades right out. Um, slide them back on, and you can even replace the collar on them. So um, you can use those that same ferrule for as long as you as you want. So it's really the blades and the collars that are, you're going to need replacing, and the rest of it's good to go. So what, what's the mechanism that actually releases the blades? Is it the pressure on the blade itself when it hits the animal? Yeah. So it's so the blade is held in there by um, a clip. So it's or not a clip, I should say. It's a collar system that's kind of like a it's two little things like that that come out. And the blade sits in it and it clamps around it. Got it. Um, but it's all plastic and and it's it's measured so that we have a crossbow version and a standard bow and it's all just about kinetic energy and how much it's going to take to open that blade so um coming out of a crossbow they're going to be a lot quicker so it's going to take a little bit more energy to break that blade out of the collar for um, sure now but, is that rated up to a certain speed the crossbow one um hey y'all Darius rucker here you know a lot of people ask me what inspires your music and one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Experience the power of 5G with T-Mobile. With faster 5G speeds nationwide, you can upload your favorite videos super fast or game on the go. Plus, T-Mobile has more 5G bars in more places, so you can stay connected to what matters most from almost anywhere. Switch to T-Mobile today, the leader in 5G. T-Mobile has America's largest 5G network, fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds according to analysis by Oopla of Speed Test Intelligence Data 5G speeds for Q4 2021. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. I don't believe so. I think we've shot it out of everything. I don't want to, I don't know for sure, but I believe we shot it out of the new Raven. And, oh, and, awesome. And yeah. That's kind of what I was leaning towards is we're, we're seeing speeds of upwards of 500 feet per second now, right? Which is almost <laughs> yeah. ridiculous. So yeah. if you shot no, it out no. of a Raven and uh, successfully, that's, I mean, yeah, I can think you can claim that you shot it out of everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have. So, but I've heard, I've heard rumors of, of stuff coming out this year that I don't know if that rock is going to hold up to the that's going to be a fixed blade crossbow so those yeah. things are they're just getting faster and faster and faster so that they are that's yeah, crazy um so moving on to quest real quick uh well actually no before I do that is there anything else you want to talk about in g5's accessories because I know that you guys have some other stuff in there um I don't think so but I will say we will have something new coming out um, a new broadhead here in, in a few months, I believe a month or two, um, nice. which will go, yeah, which will go in that expandable line. So, um, okay. you know, pretty good where we're at with the fixed blade. Like I said, that Montec and the new M3 are pretty solid broadheads. I think those will last quite a while. So, um, we're looking at the expandable to add one other option. So, um, nice. Very yeah, cool. I think about a month, I think January, we're going to, we're going to launch that. So. Excellent. Can't wait. Um, so when we move on to Quest, the Quest is interesting because Quest gives you that ability to reach children, which you know obviously we all love, and that's really important yeah. for our sport of archery. Um, I will say, uh, I guess I'll let you talk talk about the bows real quick, and then I'll I'll throw in my comments. <laughs> yeah. So Quest, um, the way that it kind of started. Well, so we've we've had Quest for quite a while, but. Um, it kind of took a downhill as soon as um, big box stores started doing what they're doing and shrinking archery, the archery section. So um, that kind of hurt us a little bit as far as making like a really low price point bow. So with this quest line, we've kind of converted it to a higher quality youth bow or a, a little mid price point bow. So um, it started out with that quest um, Sentec NXT, which is our kid version of a bow. So what we, what we want to do is take a lot of the technologies that we've used with Prime and incorporate some of the, those things into the quest line. So um, that youth bow, it's a tiny little bow, but it's, it's super light. 
it's actually got the center gripped in it. Um, so I think that that's really helpful for kids when they're trying to shoot is you just want to make that experience as good as possible for the kids. So having a center grip, they're not, it's not going to be top heavy swaying like that. They're going to be able to hold on target and hold it up and, and not struggle aiming a little bit. So, um, so that was the whole kind of idea behind that is, um, make a high quality product, no plastic, um, and then make it easy for the kid to use. So it is a little bit higher price point than like your little diamond or your edge. Um, but, but it is, it's going to last a lot longer. It's going to be able to grow with them and it's just going to be a, a better experience for those kids. So hopefully they stay in archery and, and, and hunting for a little bit longer than they would with a different bow. Now what, what's the, um, what's the, the draw weight and the, uh, the uh, draw length range on those. Yeah, yeah. 19 to 26 draw lengths. Yep. 26 inch axle axle, 15 to 45 pounds. So a nice variety there. And mm -hmm. uh, 270 feet per second, 2.8 pounds. That's super light. That's yes. Really that is super, super light. Yeah. Super light. And, and it feels even lighter when you're holding it just because of that center grip. So it's like I said, just for the kids, it's easy to hold, which is the main this thing. Is, this is sick. <laughs> it's a galaxy. That yeah, is so cool. yeah, color galaxy. I love it. My kids would want that in a heartbeat. That is the coolest idea. Do you guys use that? I love yeah. it. So cool. And here's the grip. I think you're talking about easy grip. Yep. So our easy grip, that's one of the things that we design because a lot of the times kids grab it the wrong way. Mm -hmm. um, so to kind of teach them proper form from the beginning on this is how you hold it. Um, it's not going to hurt your wrist. It's going to be easier this way. So I'm um, going to throw that little grip in there and, and teach them how to use it from the beginning. It's just going to hopefully... Um, enhance that longevity of of your kid shooting a bow yeah it's really it. cool and what, what's and it really kind of just uh, it, it forces their hand open into the into the proper position really yeah yeah right? so you can't yeah you can't grip it sideways like a lot of kids do um, and it forces you to put um, the pressure on the right spot on your hand from the beginning yeah um, and kind of that right angle so um yeah, you just don't want them death gripping the bow right off the bat. So yeah, that's a great idea. I mean, that that's you, you got to start off with the right form. You don't learn the right form off the bat, and you're gonna struggle, you know, for for a mm -hmm. long time until you fix that. So what a great idea, man. Yep. Yep. Cool. I like it a lot. Is this something you guys sell in general, or is this only on your bows? Um, that's only on the quest line, and they actually come with the bow. So uh, we don't sell oh, okay. them. Though. It'll come with it. Nice. There's the uh, scar, but in blue. Yeah. Better look at it right there. Yeah. And then, uh, so then the adult bow. So you guys have one adult bow. Yep. Yep. And that's our Centec. That's kind of our um, our lower price point, but um, in the Quest line. So we took a lot of our parallel cam system stuff and and worked it into a single cam. So um, it's pretty much a prime. Um, a little bit less machining on it. So the, the really detailed stuff that we do with Prime, we don't necessarily do on the Centec. Um, so it's a little bit heavier, but it's the same, same style the riser, same style cam, um, just um, in, in a lower price point. So that's kind of how we cut a little bit of the price out of it is we left a little bit more material on it. It was a little bit easier for, for us to make. Um, but it's like I said, it still has all that same technology to it. Um, and that's kind of, kind of that Suntech line. So what kind of price is this bow? That I believe is 650. Oh, that's not bad. That's right. No. In the middle there. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, that's, that's one thing range. I love about this kid's bow is that, you know, when we talk about other brands, like you guys basically positioned yourself at the top of that kid's bow concept, right? The price yep. point. So if you yep. just not, so if you want a kid's bow and you want the best of the best you're going to spend a little more money but get this so i love it i think it's a great yeah. idea um separate you guys as well and you know gives a little bit more and and, and uh, gives more actually in the package right you're getting a better yeah. bow so that's awesome love it and i love the adjustability of the cams nowadays it's so awesome to be able to see a lot of kids uh -huh. fit it yeah and it'll, it's one of those things that it just grows with them too with draw weight and draw length um especially when you're spending that kind of money on a bow like that, you want it to grow with them. So, uh, Is there um, anything, anything new coming from quest this year or not? not this time? Um, we have a few new colors coming, but um, we're working on some other stuff. Um, I don't believe for this year, I think it's next year, um, but we are working on some stuff for, 
for Quest. It's just going to take a little bit of time. So it always we had a lot going on with Prime this year. <laughs> you guys still making your own strings? Uh, we do. Yep, we make all our strings in house, um, and we still do the free strings and cables for life. So, um, so any bow that you previously had and you register it, um, every two years we cool. send you free strings and cables. Um, wow. As long as you have that bow. That's awesome. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. That's actually really cool. Yeah. Wow. So just the, I don't know if I've heard that before. I didn't know that. Not oh, not from you guys, but just like never that, heard of that. that's pretty unique for the for the industry. It is. Yeah, we're the only ones to do that as well. So it's it's one of those things where we want our equipment running as high end as we can. Um, yeah. and obviously strings and cables, a lot of the time people don't replace them. Um, but us giving people the option option to replace them and it's just it, it the bow just performs better when it's got new good equipment on it so um it forces them to bring it into a dealer get new strings and cables and make sure that bow's tuned and set up again um nice and correctly so it really helps the bow perform well and it helps people get in the shop um and make sure their bows there's nothing wrong with it so yep i love that that way when i miss i know it's me yes <laughs> 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 so out of these three out of the three prime bows the one three and five which one's your favorite or which one are would you be using this year um i have the three um it's just it's a nice in between um as much as there are a lot of situations where i want a shorter bow there are a lot of situations where i want a longer bow but the 33 um even like with the last year we had the 34 and the 32 um the 33 just seems like it's the perfect axle to axle bow um it's just more of an all-around. We do a little bit of target shooting in the summer, and then we do a lot of hunting. So um, it's just that nice middle of the middle of the lane bow. So now, now be honest. Yeah. Are you? Are you? Are you? Do you have that thing cranked up to eighty pounds? <laughs> I do not. No. <laughs> no I do a seventy-pound bow, and that's as happy as I'm going. No, we had, we had a guy in the office who who went up to eighty pounds for his first time last year, and um, it didn't last long as soon as the cold weather hit trying to pull an 80 pound bow is hard so i bet um, yeah just a, a nice 70 pounds works for me <laughs> there you go i like it man i like it so so you said that you're going to be able to get out have you gotten out yet this year actually if you haven't hunted earlier this year if you're hunting in michigan um your season's still coming up then for late season bow right yeah yeah so okay. um so i actually told myself this year that i was I've been frustrated from the past few years in Michigan. Um, and I told myself I was yep. not going to buy a tag here in Michigan this year. Yep. <laughs> um, put all my time towards Ohio and try to get it done there. There you so go. <laughs> I took my brother-in-law hunting, um, trying to get him his first year. And last week, uh, actually just a few days ago, we, uh, we went out there and we had doe in the field and he shot his first doe. Well, half an hour okay. after that, a deer that I had on trail camera quite a while back shows up and he's mid thirties deer, which is a great deer. Yeah. For Michigan. yeah not and bad. Came to 25 yards and I'm sitting there without a bow, um, with my brother-in-law after he just, oh. he just punched his tag. So, um, needless to say, I will be heading to Bass Pro Shops tomorrow to pick up my tag and that's where I'll be for the rest of the year. There you go. I like it, man. You gotta gotta get that big boy down for sure. Yeah, I'm trying. Good, <laughs> that's awesome. Now, um, it's funny that you say that about going to Ohio and and you know, kind of frustrated with Michigan. I, you know, we Dave and I talk quite often about that. Um, yeah. You know, like why why do we continue to buy tags? You know, and this year was no exception. It was uh, it was a it was a struggle for uh, for a lot of hunters that I heard, and it was a struggle mm -hmm. for us too. Um, you know, not only seeding size, but just, you know, it just seems to be different quality deer the last couple of years. And the frequency has been a little bit different as well. Um, you know, a lot of that, some of that has to do with our own property that we're hunting and changes that kind yeah. of occurred on that property. Uh, but we always talk about, man, I, I think we need to move south of the border here when uh, hunting season comes yeah. potentially. Yeah, no, it's actually, so this year I've actually noticed kind of the opposite. Um, but I think it has to do with um, I hunt on my gran grandpa's land and it's, it's just about eight to 10 acres. Um, so it's a smaller little piece, but I think 
I we've been seeing bigger deer than we ever have the last few years, um, which isn't saying much, but they're they're bigger than what we've seen before. But right. I believe that the reason is is uh, his neighbors are just getting older and older, and they're not hunting as much anymore. So ah. it has all to do with hunting pressure. Um, but before you know it, he's going to have his grandkids out there and then they're going to be into it. So I got a nice little gap here where I got to shoot some deer before, before his grandkids get old enough where they're hunting too. So yeah, what, what drives me nuts is, you know, you hunt all season. We didn't really see anything too sizable come out or anything mm -hmm. like that. And then I'm sitting uh, on my couch yesterday and I'm reading, you know, scrolling through Facebook and I see two articles from Fraser, Michigan, um, you know, middle of the, you know, it's suburbs. Yeah. yeah, there was an eight point crossing crossing one of the busiest roads, and then they they rescued a uh, a twelve point out of a pool in yeah, Fraser as well. And I'm like, those city deer, man, they're just a, they're a different uh, they're a different animal completely than uh, what we see when we're not in the city. So yes, yes, there, no, Michigan's got the potential to grow some giant deer. It's just um managing I don't know what right. the problem is yeah yeah there yeah i mean there's there's a lot of management that needs to happen i think so yeah i agree all in good time hopefully man well you know i wish you luck it sounds like you're going to be out and about <laughs> and in the field um you know that's going to be a great time for you to put that uh prime boat to the test and uh and hopefully get her done man yeah i'm gonna try <laughs> i'm gonna try hopefully just does the same thing he did the other night good so. deal but all right Casey, you i'm gonna have your season going Terrible. I'm sorry, unless you wanted to. <laughs> Dave doesn't like to talk honey. about it. No. no. This season's been terrible. I'm actually I got try meat in the freezer, different. but that was an early choice, and, and that early choice to put meat in the freezer paid off because there wasn't much that happened after that. Yeah. So. I just want to try a little something different for the show. I'm going to actually go through a couple of the comments people are leaving on some of the posts we've done for you guys and just get your opinion on some of them i mean some are going to be bs right I, i'm not gonna oh, yeah. talk about those just because it's stupid but like yeah. let's see um i'm gonna go to tiktok first because that one had a decent amount of good questions um let's see okay comments i have a prime rival need an update yes sir you do uh, that's awesome. I really need to buy a new bow one of these days. I really enjoy your test. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I guess it's for both of us. Yeah. That's awesome. That color, though, with a whole bunch of hearts. I think the person actually likes the color. Um, here's the question on the, the uh, you know, we talked about this, but I'm going to throw it out there because it's not here. My question is, why did they make a 33-inch axe a bow? And the longest draw link is 30.5, but you've already answered that. So yep. there's a couple like that. I'll, you know, I'll just tell you now, there's like two or three, but You've obviously answered well, the question. It's just not drawing. Yeah, drawing was the number one thing we heard this year. So uh, I just watched a demo video on them. Seems pretty killer. Would love to test against my Matthews. There you go. Can I buy it somewhere? I put yes, your local prime dealer. That was uh, that one. Nothing too bad in that one. We'll see this other one. This other one, they really tear you up. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, go for it. i don't think there's much to tear up on that inline man i've heard Let's nothing see. but good things yeah finally oh. got some prime that was a good positive i just bought a logic ct5 trade you question mark i said no uh what's the price <laughs> i put the price i could use a new bow but they come with the price while well, every bow does right they're all mm -hmm. saying you guys aren't any different in any the price mm -hmm. around your competitors so i uh, want one super sweet all different people uh boys had an eye for them uh just not the wallet, but again, that's the same thing. Uh, I love my prime might have to get one of them and get it done like mine. Oh, maybe he customized it his or something. Mm -hmm. Love me some curves, damn sweet curves. Whole bunch of curve things. That's great. <laughs> um, can't wait to get the shop sense. and shoot one. So mostly positive stuff. There's a lot of people are asking, where do I get one? So, I mean, I've, I just said go to your local dealer, obviously. They're going to have to go on your website. It's probably the easiest way to find it. If you guys are looking, um, just visit Prime's website. I'll link it below in the description. No big deal. I mean, everything's there. But it's back to hunting, Casey. Yeah, it's not. It's been literally terrible. It's, it's only terrible for us because our spot has been compromised in a lot of bad ways. We hunt an airport, and mm -hmm. they put a fence up. And it messed up everything. They decided, oh, the runway needs to be safe from the deer. We used to have like 70 deer come out in the fields. Now we saw like, what, Tim, 20 deer total this year spread out and not even big bucks. <laughs> on, a, on a seven day, on a seven day trip, right? Morning, evening, all seven that day. stuff. 
seven days i saw five deer one of them was a spike the rest were all does and and this they came coming. in groups right <laughs> so out of, out of 14 total hunts i saw a deer three times <laughs> and this is on a property a property that for the last three years we've seen 150 inch plus deer two or three of them on this property in the past three to four years we've seen it every year we go out early starts scoping across the, the runway and the field all the way to the edge and there always be a monster look like an elk come out and start you know chasing doe i mean it's crazy and yeah. then this year we're like how could this happen this is like total devastation so now we're like in a whole different mode we're looking at going to emmett now trying to find a new place to go yeah it's been terrible so yeah, so if anybody out there has a lease in Michigan or Ohio, let us know. Let us know for sure. We'll invite yeah, you, Casey. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, we'll get you out there. Yeah. We'll get yeah, you. Yeah, we gotta get back sure. to G5 soon. I gotta come back and see the place. And I actually never got to go, so it was only Kevin. Uh, yeah. but being so close, we gotta definitely get that going. That'd be fun. No, absolutely. I know you guys are we're looking at visiting. Obviously, right now we have some covid problems at work um, yeah sure there's some yeah I mean, it's going back around michigan so yeah. we're we're kind of are you going in or you work working yeah we're still going in um it's the front office is fine um a lot of the people there are still healthy but it's yeah. um it's back in production that it's starting to go around quite a bit so yeah. um just kind of letting it work itself out there and and we'll hope to be back <laughs> how's it going with demand right now um demand is for like the new bows you're talking yeah about. just try to keep up i mean are you guys able to keep up is it being hard to keep up or yeah no it's been it's been pretty pretty good uh we started making bows pretty early earlier than the last few years so um so it's been really good we've been able to keep up with demand we've um we're up i think 140 percent right now awesome. which is really good from already a good That's year amazing. last year so um, this new bow has impressed quite a bit of people and it wasn't just kind of us that it impressed. So um, it's good to see that the people, so it's just going to be making them fast enough to go out the door. So um, we think the more people that shoot them, the more orders we're going to get and just keeping up with that's going to be a struggle this year. So <laughs> just in your, in your thought, which one, which one of the three models, the three sizes do you think will do the best overall? The 33, I think. Is that generally what people buy that size you would say? Yeah. Yeah. With our center grip, um, it makes a longer bow feel short um, just because it's, it's pretty balanced. And um, as far as we bump the grip up to the center, so you have a shorter amount of metal from your grip up. Um, so our 33 feels a lot like a Matthews or Hoyt at 29 inches, 29, 30 inches. So it feels like a smaller bow, but you get all the advantages of having a longer axle by axle. So that's kind of the the advantages of a 33 and, and where a lot of people tend to lean towards. Awesome. Now, I can't wait to see your continued success in that. So, yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to say real quick, I, I just want to throw this out there. You guys said 337 IBO, right? I believe so. And, yes. Uh, I'm just going to see what I got real quick. I got, so this is amazing to me. So you said 337 IBO. I got 331 with a honey rig, 2970. So that, that actually means that yours, that your bow is probably faster than, than the claim, which is crazy yeah. to me. Yeah. So we, this doesn't happen very often. I'm just going to tell you, we've been doing the show for 12 years and, and not, I've never been a, this close to a speed with the hunting setup. That's incredible. It's a weird. It's a, so IBO speeds are, are really weird in the hunting industry and just the way people, because there isn't a company out there that hits their IBO speed. It's, right. it's weird how much people lie and we try to be as honest as we can. So that IBO speed, we've hit it before. We've hit it multiple times and that's kind of, so I would say our speed is usually a little bit below IBO, like four or five um, feet per second, but our competition is lined by 10 to 12 feet per second a lot of the time. Yeah. So yep. um, it's weird too. Yep. Yeah, so um, we put an honest IBO out there and it seems like a lot of bows are hitting that IBO and, and people are kind of just like you or Dave, you're acting a little bit shocked that it hit IBO just because well, uh, because most of them don't. Most of them are pretty. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Here's the thing. I personally, 
we actually don't touch IBO standard on purpose. We leave it alone. Mm -hmm. We do a BHP standard, which we're actually going to start labeling and put, giving everybody if they want to use it because yeah. we do it with a hunting rig. And our thought is we want to shoot it with a whisker biscuit with very specific things that a, a normal hunter would go out and do and give you a speed. But yeah. what I've been telling companies for years is, and I tell us all the time, I say, why don't you just use the speed that I'm actually getting, you know, like yeah. that way, you know, it's like this, this is a BHP rated hunting, you know, speed. And if you're going to hunt, this is what you're going to get. But 331 yeah. is absolutely incredible. Like this is like a fast freaking bow. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, and the way it was hitting and stuff, like I was literally blown away and I shoot a lot of bows, man, like all the time. And that bow hit super hard. I mean, yeah with very good smoothness i'm not just saying this i'm i'm just being honest this is no, probably that's, one of my favorite that's good to hear no we're we're here some, you guys did something right that's all i'm saying something is yeah. really clicking in a great yeah. way but this speed was incredible absolutely incredible yeah so yeah. hats off <laughs> well thank you we appreciate it i know <laughs> sure man i'll let our engineers know you guys are very happy with it so Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate having you guys on. Again, follow Michiganders. Very happy to uh, chat with you guys and very excited for you guys. We think that this is something major. This this bow um, could really define you guys for the future. And it, from what I've seen, it's going to be a very positive future for you guys on this bow as long as people shoot it. So you got to get your dealer, shoot the yeah. bow. Um, I'll link below uh, their websites so you could go and find a dealer local near you but definitely shoot the bow don't buy another bow until you shoot it that's all i'm gonna say yep. <laughs> yeah, that's all, that's, yeah that's all we ask we uh we trust our technology enough to to beat out the competition so that's all we do is ask you i mean a prime is not going to fit everybody there are people that are going to like a hoyt and they're going to like a matthews or they're going to like um another bow so if do yourself some justice, shoot every bow and pick the one that, that you feel is more comfortable in your hand. So that's all we ask. All right. Thanks, Casey. Thanks, brother. Absolutely. Nice time. talking to you guys. You too, Casey. Take care. Experience the power of 5G with T-Mobile. With faster 5G speeds nationwide, you can upload your favorite videos super fast or game on the go. Plus, T-Mobile has more 5G bars in more places, so you can stay connected to what matters most from almost anywhere. Switch to T-Mobile today, the leader in 5G. T-Mobile has America's largest 5G network, fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data 5G speeds for Q4 2021. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Are you ready for spring San Antonio? Ready to explore the perfect mix of history, culture, and modern attractions for the whole family? Ready to experience the city's famous river walk for unforgettable dining, shopping, and sightseeing? Ready for a one-of-a-kind San Antonio spring? Are you ready to be safe and travel responsibly so we can all enjoy the spring season together? Plan your trip at visitsanantonio.com today. 